When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today is Chris Jones, one of our news reporters and a big Leicester City fan. And uh, he's going to be helping me dissect Leicester City's uh, rather disappointing, well, more than disappointing, but the FA Cup third round exit at Newport County yesterday. It was, uh, well, it was it was uh, a no-win situation for Claude Paul, but he didn't exactly help himself, did he, with the, uh, the selection? He's been heavily criticised today for seven changes to the side, leaving out Jamie Vardy, Ricardo left on the bench, not introduced at all, and then leaving it for the second half for Madison and Damari Gray as well. Is that fair, that criticism? Uh, not No, I don't think it is, to be quite honest with you, because you know the players that he, he put out um, before the match, you would say, the, this group of lads, they, they should be able to beat a League Two side. Not even a, a, a really good League Two side. You know, they're kind of mid-table. I think they're 13th in, in their division. So, you know, you put out the likes of, of Matty James. I know he's been out for a long time, but you, you expect him to have that quality to be able to play at that level and do a job. Um, so, in a sense, I think a lot more of it is on, on the players. Um, you know, they're, they're paid to go out there and do a job. Um, and if you, you're playing in the Premier League... You should be expected to, to to do that job. Some would say with ease against a, a League Two side. Not taking anything away from from the performance of, of Newport, I thought they they did extremely well, especially the lad up top. He, Defensively, they did, didn't they? I mean, in terms yeah. of an attacking threat. They yeah. Got that early goal, and there was a couple of chances early doors. But besides that second half, yeah. they really, really sat deep, didn't they? And they didn't really offer much. And, and I think that's what they they needed to do. They, you know, they, they they sat back as soon as Leicester. As soon as we recovered the possession, you, you saw everyone sit back, and I think they must they must have had eleven men in their their own half for for quite a, a large portion of the game. Um, but again, you expect players of the quality that were out on the pitch yesterday for Leicester to be able to break that down, and they they just didn't. Well, I can see your point there, but it's down to the players, and they did have chances. They had more than enough chances to win two games, let alone just that one game. And Shinji Okazaki missed some great chances. Kelechi and Nacho in the second half had that dipping, the volley dropping over. He had a bit of composure. I mean, but neither of them are on a great run of form. Shinji hasn't scored for a year. Um, Kelechi hasn't scored since September. But this is my point. I think this is why a lot of City fans are a bit disappointed, really. It's, um, it's the fact that Jamie Vardy wasn't on the bench, and when you needed an ace... In up your sleeve, he didn't have that Jamie Vardy ace on the bench. Uh, he didn't throw on Ricardo either, which um, I think a lot of fans would feel because they were seventh in the table. They're not in danger of relegation. Seventh is the best they can hope for, which really feasibly could not be um, good enough for Europa League this season. It depends on who wins the trophies, of course. And even if it is, they're going in the very, very early qualifying rounds of uh, of the, the Europa League. I feel that the City fans think this was a great opportunity again to have a cup run. And let's bear in mind as well, after the tragedy of the helicopter disaster in Kumbuchai, there was a lot of talk about winning a beast of silverware to honour Kumbuchai this season. And it, it just I don't think Claude has helped himself here. I, I don't think he sensed that atmosphere 
um, that feeling amongst some of the supporters that really wanted to see the best team go out in the FA Cup and for Leicester City to have a right good start at that competition this season. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It was it was our well, it was our only chance at Silverware for the for the season um, and for us to go out and you know not put out that that strongest side, which I, I think we should have done. Um, it's disappointing, and I feel for all the Leicester City fans that you know made made the trip down to down to Newport to to watch 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 their side lose two one against Newport. But um, like you said, that I still think that the quality of players, the caliber there, the they players, should still have won that game. Yeah, Newport. But I, yeah, I understand what you mean and what uh, Leicester City fans have been saying on on social media since that you know this is our only chance. Why not put the best side out? Um, and yeah, I, I do. I do completely agree with that. Um, you know, Jamie Vardy was on the bench. He didn't use Ricardo. He took Andy King on, which I, I couldn't yeah. understand. I know. I, I was, I'm with you there a little bit. Puzzled. I know it's the end of a, a glorious 15-year career at the club for Andy. He's expected to move on in January, but um, why throw him on for 18 minutes at the end of that game? Mm. It's not really a swan song at um, Rodden Parade, is it? So. If you've yeah. done it in a league game at King Power Stadium, throwing him on for the last 10 minutes so he can get a standing ovation for the fans, I could yeah. understand it from an emotional point of view. But from a tactical point of view, I didn't really get it. Yeah, it was it was, it was, it was strange. I know Andy King back in his heyday was a, was a keen goal scorer, especially when you, you look at that League One um, campaign um, that we had. Um, but he's not, uh, he's not really... He doesn't seem to be up to the pace anymore. You, you know, Puel has said he's not in his plans and he, he can basically... He, He's good to go, um, but it, tactically it just didn't it didn't make sense. And if we'd have had Jamie Vardy on the bench, even bringing I don't know someone like Ricardo on, uh, bring Pereira on, he's been in um, great form. He's been exactly. Well, he has been City's best player for the last month. Exactly, and going for, going forward, he's very strong. He, he could have caused problems. Whereas Andy King is is more of a well, he's he's a typical central midfielder. Um, and it, it, saying that though, he did have that chance um, mm. later on in the game, which he. he Back in his day, he probably would have put away, but he didn't. Um, well, he'd be rusty, wouldn't he? He hasn't played all season. Exactly. And that's probably yeah. the, the point, the case in point. And Phil Sykes has just sent us a message asking why Vardy was on the bench. Well, it wasn't through injury. It was just purely to rest him after a busy Christmas period. That's what Claude Puel said after the game. Um, but um, they've got a week now to recover to Southampton. So, again, I'm a little bit surprised at that. Unless Jamie's has said himself that he was feeling fatigued, which I doubt Jamie Vardy would say. Yeah, no, I did... It doesn't. I, I don't agree with the decision to leave. But if you're not going to start him, at least put him on the bench because then there's that backup mm. um, for him to, for him to come on. And you know, we know he can do a job against uh, teams like that because he's 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 a typical kind of English rough and ready uh, centre forward that you know um, can can do the job against centre backs uh, like uh, like Newport had. Um, so I don't really see why he he was left out of out of the uh, out of the fifteen unless. He um he he requested it mm. um basically so yeah no I don't uh, think that was the case from what we no what and, we're but, and then also to have uh, as you've said have uh, Shinji Okazaki starting who's um I, I I'm all for giving Shinji a chance to play because I really like his style of play um however his his record speaks for itself and you know he's not scored for for over a year um and I think that showed yesterday it was. Especially with the ball in early on, that he um, hit straight at the the defender. And there's the header as well, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, the header. Yeah, I think that lack of form really shows. But he's only going to get back to scoring if you give him that chance to play. And 
Newport was a perfect opportunity for him to stand out and regather that mm. that um, that form, and he just he, he didn't perform. No, exactly. I mean, what about the midfield? We, we talked about. Hamza Chowdhury and, and Matty James being there. Matty's been out for a long, long time. He did look rusty. He yeah, did look yeah. short of a, a, of a yard of pace as well. And he's not the most athletic of, of players as it is. But Hamza, that, that would be a big learning curve for him coming into that midfield, wasn't it? He probably mm. needed somebody with a lot more experience and who was yeah. on form and had played a yeah. fair bit to, to, to slot in alongside him, perhaps Papi Mendy. Yeah, no, I'd, like you said, Matty James, he's, you know, he's been out for a long time. He's, he looked well off the pace, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, Hamza, I thought he, I thought he played well. Um, he got stuck in like he like he does. Um, however, yeah, I think he did need a bit of a bit of experience, a bit of leadership maybe in the middle. I got a sense of um, lack of confidence maybe from from Matty James. He, um, I, I can't really remember him doing too much. Which you know, when you when you've got a central midfielder like Matty James in the middle, you almost want them to be on the ball constantly especially against lower league sides you want to be moving the ball around and get them moving uh, and tire them, tire them out early on um but Matty James he didn't he didn't really seem to do that um which which is which is a shame but obviously he's been out for a while um and it, i think from from now on it's just going to be a case of getting him back up to that that standard maybe with the under 23s um but i think he's a player that Matty James is, is someone you know he's he's been at the club for a long time um, and he, he he was destined for for really great things. So it's a shame to see him where he is, but he can't really he can't really help that with the injuries he's had. No, exactly. Well, obviously this defeat is going to heap a little bit more pressure on Claude Puel. We mm. remember before the Christmas period there was those national newspaper reports saying he'd lost the dressing room, that he was set for the sack. He then went and won at Chelsea, beat Man City at yeah. home, then won away at Everton. In between was a dreadful home defeat to Cardiff, but mm. nine points out of twelve over Christmas, rising up to seventh. That seemed to help him a little bit for a short period of time, but we always knew that if he went out of the FA Cup third round, it was good. That all that pressure, yeah. all that heat was going to be back on him. Yeah, yeah, no, you you can really you can feel the tension at the club. You really can between the uh, between the fans and the manager. Yeah, it's hard to go anywhere and not hear fans talk about it. I was in the I was in the chippy the other night, and there was um, there were fans just ranting about how the, the style of football that, that we play and just talking about not being um, entertained mm. um, which to an extent I, I can agree with mm. probably not playing the best football that I've ever seen us play but we're 7th in, in, in the Premier League um, and a lot of Leicester City fans especially those who saw them go down to League 1 probably couldn't have dreamt that we'd be in this position so to, to be saying uh, Sac Puel I, I I don't really think it would be a wise decision, to be honest with you, um, especially after everything that's happened this season. Mm. Um, I don't think uh, I'd be highly surprised if he has lost the dressing room. Um, I still think it, it, there's still a kind of a team mentality in there. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think it's a case of I, I don't think, or well, don't think we should get rid of him this season. I think it's a case of giving him a bit more time and, and seeing where the club goes. Um, but the pressure's definitely on, and you can you can feel that in, in every every corner of, of the ground. I think any manager will tell you though, once you start to feel that the momentum's going one way with the fans, and that the fans are starting to lose a bit of faith in you, then it's very hard to bring them back round. And certainly that will not help. And he'll always have that now uh, in his negative column. 
you know, we love the Chelsea and the Man City results. It is positive, but Newport County will always be in that negative, and uh, it just gives a bit of bit more ammunition, doesn't it, for those that think City are on the wrong track and they should be making a change. But I, I think at this stage of the season, though, who's out there that they can bring in? Um, I mean, if the fans are thinking they're going to get Rafa Benitez out of Newcastle now. I think that's a little bit um, optimistic that they want. Uh, yeah. And if they're moaning about style of, foot, of play, of it being boring and negative, well, talk to some of the Newcastle fans. I know they love mm-hmm. Rafa up there, but it's not exactly champagne football at the moment. It's very much a defensive-orientated style of play that he's, he's yeah. brought into the Magpie. So it's one of those situations that you know, it can go either way at the moment, but um, I just feel the momentum after that defeat and that performance at New, uh, to Newport... It's really is going to start going against Claude unless he can bring it round with some positive. These two next games, Southampton and Wolves, are massive games. Yeah, and like I say it's it's all well and good beating Chelsea and Man City, but if you're then going to go and lose to Cardiff at home and Newport away, then that's just wild inconsistencies going on. You, you're always going to have that kind of pressure, no matter who you are or what club you're at. If you're wildly inconsistent, you're going you're gonna to have people... Well, that's the story of this season, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I tweeted last night about Leicester City, because I, I wrote after the Cardiff defeat that it wouldn't be beyond the realms of uh, fantasy for this Leicester City team to go and win at Everton and then go and struggle at Newport. And sure enough, they have done. And it's, I've, I've concluded their unpredictability is now predictable. You know, you can, you, whatever result you think is going to happen, you know, it's, you can predict it now. Yeah. You know, they're going to struggle against the lesser sides. When they team sit back and they have to break them down, the emphasis on Leicester to create something against a packed defence, they struggle. When it's the sides that come out and, and make a game of it, uh, then they can pick them off on the counter-attack, which is still their, their greatest weapon. But it's going to be like that for the rest of the season, isn't it? It's going to be up and down. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think... You know, you look at going forward. We still have really young sides. You know, you've got Madison, you've got Demari Gray, Sunchu um, as well at the back. Hamza, he's 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 only twenty one. So we have got a really young squad, and you would expect inconsistencies inconsistencies from those. Um, but when they're at the top of the game, they can beat anyone. Mm. Um, so give them a bit more time and a bit more. A bit more experience. Who, kn- who knows? Who knows what can happen? Maybe we can push on to, to higher than seventh and and get a, a better cup run in, in, in both cups later in seasons down the line. But for the moment, we are wildly inconsistent. Um, but I think it's time. Just give it time, and uh, I think we'll, we'll start. To... Well, he probably needs a couple more transfer windows because we know this is a one. We're in a transfer window now. We've got a couple of transfer um, going on, transfer business going on at the moment. Vicente Bora is going to Villarreal. Yeah. Looks like it's a £9 million deal. Three and a half, million, uh, three and a half year contract he signed. Adrian Silva, there's speculation that Fenerbahce in for him. We know Sporting Lisbon in for him. He's another central midfielder. Looks like he's going out the door. Yeah. Uh, Andy King, we just discussed. That case, that only leaves... Uh, Poor with the four midfield players that we've discussed there: Mendy, Nididi, uh, Chowdhury, and James. He needs to bring somebody in. He's saying he's not going to bring anybody in in January. He's going to wait till the summer, but surely he needs to now. You would think so, wouldn't you? And one of the, I think, one of the great shames that's happened with is with Adrian Silver. I think he's, you know, you look at his career with uh, with Lisbon, and he was he was such a, a monumental player for those, and he had such great potential. And he could have been, it could have been fantastic for for the Foxes, but I think with that missing that transfer um, and then being out for a while, um, and he's just not been able to get into the squad, um, and it's a, it's a real shame because he's he's a real he's a real big name and he's he's someone that Leicester need players like that at the club, 
Um, but it's, it's just not worked out. Um, Perhaps he's the wrong player for the, at the wrong yeah. club at the wrong time. Exactly. That's, uh, yeah. He's a touch player. Uh, Poor playing with defensive-minded players. I'm more surprised by Vicente Bora. I mean, I was expecting mm. Silva to p- possibly move on because it hasn't worked out for him. But a Bora going to Villarreal, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I believe his family haven't settled very well in this country and uh, yeah. he was given a bit of time to go to Spain. Uh, recently to spend a bit of time with his family out there to help that situation whilst he's been out there the Villarreal deal has come up and it's been an opportunity for him to go back to Spain and the club yeah. letting him go but that's a little bit of a disappointment I still think he has something to offer yeah I think Ibora was he was, he was a good player he was I would have liked him to, him to have been a little bit more mobile, especially for the, for the Premier League. He seems to be quite static a lot of the time. But, you know, when you look at um, central midfielders that can uh, dish out the ball to the, to the wing, um, just as easy as, easy as, a, as, a, as, a, as a short pass, mm. you know, he was, he, was, he was top of his game for that. Um, but he wasn't top of his game every, all over the pitch. Um, and perhaps that's the reason why I didn't work out in, in the Premier League. He didn't seem to be that physical whenever I saw him play. Um, but great mover of the ball. And like I said, like Ashton Silver, it's, it's a great shame that it's not worked out because he is a potentially world-class world class player. But it's, it's just unfortunate. Well, £9 million, if they get that back, they pay 12 for him. And 18 months down the line, I don't think that's a bad piece of business. Hmm. 18, you've had 18 months of service out of the player and you've only lost £3 million. I think that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the top of the pitch, though. Um, it's quite obvious from what we saw yesterday. They need reinforcements at the yeah. top of the end of the field. There's an over-reliance on Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Ian shows out of form, struggling for confidence. Yeah. Shinji Okazaki, obviously, is struggling a little bit and is moving on in the summer. We know that. Um, they surely you must bring a striker in now in January. Well, you, there's talk of Harvey Barnes coming back, on, yeah, and he's going to be recalled from his loan at West Bromwich Albion. Mm. And if that is the case, there's a lot of pressure to put on young shoulders. He's going to come in and make the difference. Yeah, and uh, we've spoken about it before. I, I, I like to see young players when they're when they've gone out alone and they're doing really well to to fill to to um, see out the season basically with their with their loan club. Um, I think it. it if he stays there, it'll be great experience. He, he might potentially achieve a promotion. Mm. Um, he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But I think, like you said, to bring him back into the situation that we've now got up front, um, it would it would put a great deal of pressure on his shoulders. He's only young, and um, that could be kind of the catalyst towards maybe a, a downfall mm. um, in confidence. Mm. Um, so I'd like to see him stay at West Brom uh, mm. and, and fill out the rest of the season. Um, Striker-wise, you know, like I said, Ian Acho's out of form. Jamie Vardy, um, there's a heavy reliance on him, but you know, he's he's not getting any younger, is he? Mm. Um, he's who knows how many seasons he's got left left in him. Um, it's struggled to see where the goals are coming from. You know, Shinji Okazaki is not scoring. Um, it's, it's it's difficult. You and mentioned, the question is who's yeah. available this side of the yeah, season. Well, that's is, the thing. Going to make a difference. You, you mentioned you mentioned before Troy Deeney. Mm. Um, you know, greatly experienced player can play in the Premier League. Um, strong holds the ball at well, and he and he, he gets that game goals. would have suited him at Newport, wouldn't it? Exactly. Really? Yeah. Back defense in the box, make a nuisance to yourself. A bit like Leo Ujou would have done. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I think that, in fact, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think we need, a, I think we need a target man. I think we needed a different option. Yeah, 
Um, City were putting balls in the box. I mean, Christian Fuchs was getting down the left quite well, I thought, and putting some boxes. I know there's question marks about his defending for the cross for the yeah. first goal. Yeah. Uh, but um, he got in behind the fullback a couple of times, got pulled the ball back for Michael Brighton and for Shinji mm. Okazaki, both chances missed. So there were balls coming in the box, and he just needed somebody with a bit of presence yeah. in there. Yeah, we, need, we needed someone a bit like Steve Howard yeah. up front, just to, <laughs> to, just to nod it in, get, on, get in the end of a, a really good ball. Which, you know, like I say, we, we do put in good balls. Or Brighton, he, he swings it in well, he, he does that consistently. Uh, Fuchs was down, down the line at Newport, putting in some good balls. Um, and Chilwell does well to get down that, yeah. that line as well and um, put in some balls. So I think I think a target man is, is, is what we need. Um, but... Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anyone who's available. Yeah, exactly. Who's available? Who can who can come in and do that job? So it's um, I think it's a waiting game till the end of the season. Well, that might be Poole's point that yeah. why, why um, go chasing players now in January when they're not available? You can't get them for a reasonable price. I just feel that you know time might be running out for him a little bit with some of the fans. And if he got yeah. a, a big signing in, spend a bit of money in January, it would buy him more time to continue with the work that he's doing because this is a squad that's going in tradition there's a lot of youngst- transition yeah. there's a lot of youngsters coming through at the moment so um, I just think, feel that it might be a wise move but it doesn't look like he's going to do it and you've got to say Claude he sticks to his guns doesn't he, he doesn't, he's not swayed by oh, the yeah. likes of Absolutely. us yeah. uh, writing about him and talking about him saying he should do this that and the other he sticks to his guns Absolutely. and that's why he'll have to um, face the music and the consequences from uh, the defeat on Newport. We have got a press conference on Friday ahead of the Southampton game. I'm sure that it will be dominated questions about why he didn't play Vardy, why he made the seven changes, why he didn't have uh, his best side out for the FA Cup when that was the only chance of silverware. But we've got all the reaction. There's plenty of it as well to the defeat at Newport and how the club um, recover from this. Two big games coming up Southampton and away at Wolverhampton Wanderers before they travel to that uh, to Anfield for Liverpool. So they really need a couple of big results as well. Uh, just to appease some of the fans who are very disgruntled by what they saw at uh, Romney Parade. So check back on Leicestershire Live for all the latest on Leicester City and we'll see you on Dilly Ding Dilly Dong next time. <laughs>